Family from the Heart podcast episode number 36. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Family from the Heart. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. Today, we are going to be talking about financial stuff, budgeting, the tight economy for us all, and uh, a couple other things. Stephanie, 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 Stephanie. You know, one of the most popular episodes of the My Crazy Life podcast over at MyCrazyLifePodcast.com ever was an episode that was titled, do you remember the title of it? Nope. Living Debt Free. I did know that. My, a matter of fact, I'm going to MyCrazyLifePodcast.com, which is going to pull us up here, and I'm going to type in in the search box, um, living debt free and, uh, episode. Oh my gosh. No way. Yep. Can you believe that? <laughs> yep. It was episode 56. It was recorded on January 8th, 2007. That was almost two years ago. And by far it has been the most beneficial to our community as far as inspirational, encouraging, and motivational content. I mean, yes. it, bar none. Right. And in fact, I think we should probably go back and listen to it again to see if we can be motivated and, and stuff. But um, basically... Will you listen? Tell me how it comes out. Okay. I wonder what it sounds like. It, gosh, uh, I, let me just click... Hold on. I just want to click play and see how we sounded back then. Because I'm sure it sounds a lot different than we sound today. And of course, it looks like maybe it's buffering. Uh, perhaps it's on some kind of old server that's not available anymore. Huh. Anyway, um, we'll take a look at it. It was a good one. It, it is a good one. And you know what I do have real quickly? What did I say? It was episode 56? 56. You have so it archived. I do have it archived right here. So I can just scroll and easily look, easily look for episode 56, Living Debt Free. And here's what we sounded like. Just as cheesy as we are today. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to like My Crazy Life I do, with don't Cliff I? and Stephanie. <laughs> it's going to be our most famous episode ever, I think. At least I, the most requested I predicted episode it. of My Crazy Life so far. I did. I sounded like a kid back then. Or maybe I still wow, do. Wow, what an intro. That's like a big band intro. You like that? Yeah. I ha- I hired the uh, Jay Leno band to do that for us. Jay Leno this summer. Yeah. So we'll be married 11 years this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, this Christmas. Yeah. So anyway, episode 56 of My Crazy Life. It's it's out there somewhere. So uh, you'll be able to check it out if you're interested. Uh, and if you want to, you can always email me in case you don't want to go looking for this thing on online. If you send an email to feedback at gspn.tv. I, and just say, uh, please send me a link to Living Debt Free, and I will send you a link to that episode. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about creating a new plus member only feed 
called uh, gspn.tv retro. I know. You told me about that. Where I would just randomly pull out episodes. I mean, we have more than a, we have well over 1,000 episodes in the gspn.tv archives. Can you believe that? And so, um, Anna's saying that she wants a link to that episode. And, and all you have to do is send me an email, feedback at gspn.tv, and I'll send you a direct link to it. And if I can't, if I have to re-upload it onto the to the fat high-speed servers, I will. Right. But anyway, so this whole episode back then was talking about this concept, this this idea, this fascination, this possibility or impossibility or whatever you might consider it, of this idea of living life in such a way that you don't owe money to anybody. Right. Do you remember that? I do. Now, let's go ahead and just... Were we debt-free at the time that we recorded that? No, we weren't. No, we weren't. We were not. Okay. Okay? Yep. So, so let's let's go ahead and just talk a little bit about the history of finances with Cliff and Stephanie. Oh, joy. So, okay. So, we'll try to try to get this right. Our, our details might be a little bit fuzzy. We I have fuzzy math problems. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you call them fuzzy. Yes, fuzzy math problems. They're more like blown up than fuzzy. <laughs> okay. But anyway, I, I, I have blurred vision whenever it comes to doing anything with accounting. I just cannot see straight. I, I hate accounting work more than anything. So the deal is, is that Stephanie and I, when we got together, when we hooked up, all right, what? Nothing. When when we were dating. Very good. She knew. Dude, I was a kid. Yeah, no, no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> this is true. Uh, that's right. a whole nother episode. I had a job. You, I had a car that was paid for. Yes, I do believe my parents were paying for my insurance mm-hmm. and I was in high school. Right. That, that was my current situation. That's correct. Stephanie had no debt whatsoever. I started dating a dude who was in college, mm-hmm. uh, renting a house from his parents. Yep. Had a brand new car. Yep. Student loans. Yep. And a couple credit cards. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. And so uh, I warned Stephanie not to get involved with me because I was not financially <laughs> sound. Yeah, I did. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Okay. I think, or at least, no, I'm pretty sure I did. I, 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 I think I mentioned that I had baggage that came with me. Dude, we've all got baggage, <laughs> but I don't remember that part. Anyway. Okay. But anyway, you, you said. You like begging me to marry you from day one. I don't remember you ever. That is so not true. <laughs> Do you not remember the letter I sent you saying that you were smothering me? <laughs> yeah, I beat you with it. But do you not remember the phenomenon of falling in love? Maybe you need to go back and listen to that podcast, <laughs> this my is dear. true. Well, when that thing, when that phenomenon thing wore off, then everything was all good and golden. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So seriously, though. Um, the, the thing is, is that with our, with our relationship, I brought a lot to the table. And when I say I brought a lot to the table in our marriage, I brought a lot of debt to the table, a lot of paperwork and stuff like that. So I think at the time I had like a $9,000, some, something crazy, a student loan. Um, and I don't remember where we were credit card wise. Uh, it might be in episode 56 of my crazy life. I'm not sure. However, I do know that after a few short years of being married, I taught you how to use credit. Remember that? Yeah. Well, 
Yes. I think I kind of learned how to use credit on my own, though. Okay. Because you were already very good at it. I was. I mean, you were an expert. I, I, I had honed my skills well. <laughs> yes, you had. And I had the technique of properly placing the card with a, an available you, it was just, cash balance I mean, right at the had, front. Yeah, it was just perfect. The perfect flick of the wrist, yeah. you know, the technique on great. how to slide the card through so, so you didn't have to pass it through a second time. And anyone who's been listening to Cliff and Stephanie for a long time... We've, we're so sorry. That, <laughs> seriously. Knows that Cliff has the great ability of being a salesperson. Yeah, you think? So he would constantly sell me on these things that he needed. And you guys can't see my air quotes, but I'm <laughs> I'm air quoting needed. Uh-huh. And um, like, wasn't it a, a ham radio? And because he was going to be talking to people in other countries. And well, did that um, or did no, that listen, not? Listen, the, the, yeah. I'm talking. Okay. The, 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 <laughs> The, um, a bass guitar and an amplifier because he was going to learn how to play bass. The, <laughs> yeah. And at one point in our marriage, he even told me how we could save money <laughs> and be better off if we bought a brand new car. <laughs> and so, in his in his quest for things. Mm-hmm. I picked up a quest for things. I said, okay, you can have your ham radio, but I'm going to have something of equal or greater value. You can have your bass guitar and your amplifier, but um, I want new furniture. Yes. And so I helped in acquiring our debt that way. You did. And, and it was a competition to see who could rack up the most debt the fastest. So it basically, the, the only thing I will say is that if you if you look back at some of those things, I've always been a gadget and a toy hound and... And, and just love all that stuff. So here, here comes his rationalization. No, no, no. no. The only, oh, hold on. The, here he is. The only thing I'll ever rationalize was the computers that I bought. That's okay. the only thing. The, the rest of it, I will tell you. The, the ham radio, the bass guitar, total waste of money. Okay. I, I will tell you. I It was probably about, about 80% of all the things I've ever purchased were all a waste of money. Outside of the fact that they gave me two weeks of enjoy- pure enjoyment and total distraction from anything else in the world as I totally involved my life surrounded learning everything there was to learn about this new gadget mm-hmm. uh, or whatever it may have been. But after that, the fascination wore off and uh, you know life was boring again until I was able to get my quote unquote next fix, which was a new gadget or toy that I wanted and eventually had to in, in and uh, and basically uh, talk you into allowing me to purchase, which usually meant that whatever that dollar value is, I had to go out and find you something to go with it. Yep. And we were good at that for a while. Yeah. For a long while. But the, the computer stuff totally, you know, has worked out to our benefit later. So but but still, there was there's no rationalization at all for the fact that we we're careless with our with our lack of money and and the ability to get new credit cards and stuff. And I think what happened was at one point, didn't we have like four or five credit cards? I know we had at least four at one time. We did. We had, we a, had a Discover card. Yes. Which is what you were just going to start with, wasn't it? We yeah. had a Discover card. We had a MasterCard and a Visa because you can't always use Discover everywhere or you couldn't back right. then. And... And then we had a we, had, we had at least one more at least one more one more Visa or a Mastercard I think we card. We had two Visas. 
Okay. So so at at any one time and throughout and a student loan. And a student loan and, and two car loans. And brand new cars. Right? And and it, when it all added up um you know and of course we're renting, right? So mm-hmm. we're renting. We were renting. I'm not making from your parents. Yes, from my parents. Uh I'm not making a lot of money at this point. This is no. just a couple years into our marriage. And at one point, if I'm not mistaken, I think we're right around unsecured debt around thirty five thousand. Well, when we started paying off our debt, we were at forty two. Forty two thousand. Okay, mm-hmm. that sounds about right. But and I, was when it, we cut up the credit cards and started our debt snowball, we were at forty two thousand dollars in debt. Right. So here's here's the situation. We were which we acquired in just seven short years. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It may not have been taking that long. It probably didn't even take that long. But the thing is, is that we were living paycheck to paycheck. And whenever the paycheck ran out, the the plastic was always there. There were times when we literally would pay the minimum balance on our credit card. So let's or the minimum payment. So the we may we may have been on our limit at our limit of, let's say, twelve or fourteen thousand dollars on one card. And we made a two hundred and fifty five dollar payment. And with, you know, with charges or whatever that after that statement had been paid, that left us with an available balance of like, let's just say one hundred and eighty five dollars. Well, we would you I mean, we would consider that one hundred and eighty five dollars as money that that we could spend during that next month. I mean, that's how bad we were at managing money. It was absolutely horrendous, horrifying. And so, um, and, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, it just downright depressing a lot. And so we, I remember the, I, I don't, I remember hearing the name Dave Ramsey. This was years ago, but I don't remember how we heard we of him. We still lived in the old house. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. So the thing is, is we heard about this guy named Dave Ramsey and I heard him on the radio and all of a sudden I heard him talk about living debt free. And I'm like, oh, gosh, not one of those guys, you know, just wants to sell you something. Right. And and so I I, I immediately turned him off because he was talking about, you know, paying off your mortgage and not owing anybody money. I'm like, whatever, because I've always I had always up to that point said, you know, there's no such thing as living without owing people money. You're going to owe. Matter of fact, I even recently I've had people who are close to me who I'm supposed to look towards for an example of way to live life who say, you know what? You're just always going to owe money to somebody. Yep. It, it's just the fact of life. Um, and, and it's like so this concept of living debt free, completely impossible. Right. So. We, I, I, I totally discounted everything this guy said, and I turned him off. And then a couple months down the road, somebody's talking heard about, about him, him again, and, and then somebody else. Didn't said, a friend of ours actually give you the book? Uh, no, but I remember that eventually. And how did you first acquire well, the there, Total Money Makeover? Well, the, well, how this worked is that um, we bought the book Total, Total Money did, Makeover, oh, we which we've never it? read, by the way. No, we haven't. <laughs> we've never read. That we book. did flip through it. We did flip through it. Um, but here's the deal is, is I, I went to a friend and said, listen, I have no idea how to do a budget. Can you help me? And I started looking at a lot of materials and I looked at this guy named Larry Burkett, which he, there's a lot of great things to be said about this guy, but he's a little bit overboard on organization than, than I could handle. And so I tried it for a while, which but it's funny coming from you. I know, but it was basically, um, just, it was just too much. 
there there was too much paperwork involved and stuff like that. Luckily, computers were starting to come out, and I started these things called spreadsheets, mm-hmm. and we started to to try to figure out a budget. But when we looked at it, we just could not make ends meet. We couldn't. It was just absolutely horrendous and and, and craziness. And so basically, uh, I went and saw this friend of mine who was a financial counselor and debt coach and all this other stuff. And and I just asked him for some advice. And he says, you, well, you know what? There's this guy, Dave Ramsey, coming to Louisville. Maybe you guys should check him out. And so um, I, I, I think that's when we started looking into the buying the book and i went out and bought the book we were already in this house by then weren't we yes we were in this house by which was a financial mistake yeah at the time yeah we we could now well (laughs) let's just put it this way when we bought this house we could not afford this house no we we couldn't and we and we rationalized it every way that you can think of you know we had outgrown our other house because we added more children (laughs) haha god's funny um which I'll share more about that in a minute. So we had done that. Um, our son was was showing some serious signs toward having asthma, and there were things in the house that we were in that were accelerating that. And so, I mean, we rationalized it away. And we, and of course, we had rented from. Well, first couple, first two years we were married, we lived in an apartment. In an apartment. Then we rented from my parents. Um, for five years. For five years, and we want the, 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 another res- rationalization was to get out from under you know them. under mm-hmm. the fact that they're our landlord and my employer, right? We and all this them other to stuff. Just be know, mom and dad, mom and dad, and employer at that time. Uh, but anyway, um, so there was a lot of rationalization. The fact that they had no city water, and we used to if it snowed, we couldn't get out for. T- I mean, we there, can, can I share a story about yeah. one time we got stuck in and it yes. snowed. Um, seriously, the driveway was like. Just under a quarter mile long, right? Mm-hmm. Gravel. And it, it was gravel and it mostly was uphill. Mud. And it, mostly mud. It, but it seriously, it was uphill both ways because you went down it was and uphill then you, both ways. It went up. So when, you, uh, when you're coming in, you go down the hill and then up the hill. And when you're going out, you go down and back up. So, and it's a quarter of a mile <laughs> uphill both ways, which yes. is just. And of course, sounds was, like a story that my dad would tell. I know that and there was no city water, no city water. We had a cistern, right? There was no well. If you've never heard of a cistern, just think of a concrete pool where you dump a bunch of water in. Seriously, and it's, and that water comes on a big, huge, gigantic, heavy truck. That even when the ground is completely dry, they sink down into the gravel <laughs> <Yeah>. and dirt. <laughs> But when you add any amount of water or rain or snow, there's just no way that truck's getting out if it does come down. So so. even if we would get, you know, just a flurry or or a very light accumulation, we would get stuck. Um, Yes, that was the old A-frame. That is correct. (laughs) Um, And so that's Diana. Diana and uh, Diana Auten. Um, So anyway. Um, We're talking to people in the chat room for those of you in the podcast. Yeah. So anyway, um, there was this one year that we got a lot of accumulation. I mean, there was like six or seven inches. It was it was bad. And um, we knew we were snowed in. We had we had water. We had gotten water because we knew that the the storm was coming. So that wasn't a big deal. Um, and I knew that I was going to be stuck at home for like two weeks because Mm -hmm. that's how it worked because you had to wait for all the snow to melt and to move away. And there were parts of the driveway that were shaded and never melted and you couldn't shovel it because it was gravel and it would just, you know, all wash away. But, um, so I had already accepted the fact that I was snowed in with a two year old and an infant. 
Yes. Well, wouldn't you know one of my kids gets sick mm-hmm. and I have to take them to the doctor. Well, before the snow hit, we move the cars to the top of the driveway because if they're in the bottom, there's no getting them out after the snow. That's right. I carried a two-year-old on my hip and that infant in that carrier all the way up the up the driveway to get to the car to take him to the doctor. In snow. In the snow that was like seven inches high. And Uphill both ways. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "That's it." I, you know, we lived there for you know a couple more years. And there were times that, when we actually did go two or three weeks without any water because nobody yeah. could deliver to us. Yes, and so and that those times we would have to stay at Cliff's parents' oh, house. And by the way, to fill our across the street to fill our tank, which we had to do once a month. Yeah. To fill our tank, two hundred and ten dollars a month for water. Yes. So, so it was. I mean, there were plenty of reasons why it was smart for us to move. But there, we couldn't were, afford to go. We couldn't afford to stay, yeah. honestly. Well, and and the thing is, we couldn't afford the house that we're in. I mean, we we it was our last ditch effort to to just say, okay, let's buckle up. I, I did. I had gotten a couple raises and stuff like that. Things were looking good. Had the nice thing is, is if we would have stayed where we were with the raises that I would have, we would have naturally got out of debt probably within two years after that. Right. Yes. Okay, so but when we bought this house, we purchased it at one of those things that just got everybody in trouble um, by doing a hundred and three percent of the purchase price of the home financed. Fred from Long Island in the chat room says, says well, basically you're living at a summer home. <laughs> pretty much. What's that? We were living in a summer home. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much. The, the, the straw that that kind of you know, broke the camel's back, so to speak, that made us start looking for the new house was one morning we woke up. Now, the entire interior of the house um, was was wood, wood and rustic. You know, it has it's that very great vacation home. feel. It yes. was a beautiful home. But one morning we woke up and there was frost on the, on the inside of the house. And I, you know, the it, inside walls of our house were were frozen over. Yeah, it was. It's like you needed to go out to the car and get the ice scraper. And that's it. And then we started looking for a house, and you know, right, whether we were build or buy or you know, right. So we did apartments. We did one of those crazy loans where you you. I mean, we weren't completely stupid. I mean, we were we were trying. People were trying to get us to do those Uh balloons where it's one point five percent for the first three years or for the first five years and then it goes up and stuff like that and how long do you plan on living there and of course we said you know we only plan on being here for two or three years uh or four years at the most and they said well you definitely should get this thing where it stays very low all you do is pay the interest on it and then you sell the house and it's blah blah blah. we we were smart about the fact that we locked in at i think 5.78 percent very low interest rate guaranteed same rate for 30 years uh, we learn now that it's best to do 15 years, and if you can afford it, that's great. Uh, but anyway, we did lock into a solid 30-year uh, guaranteed rate uh, at, an, at a price that we could manage, but it wasn't one we could quote-unquote afford right? Be, um, because of our other debt. And so um, the thing is, is we, we fi- finally found out about um, uh, Dave Ramsey, and we went, we got the book. What was that? That was the dryer. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> like, what is that? What was that noise? So anyway, we got the book and we never read it, but we flipped through it. It's like, okay, this guy's got some good points. We can tell. <laughs> it just sat there. But finally, we went to um, we went to Louisville to see him live, and that's when we fell in love with Dave Ramsey. Wouldn't you say? 
Yes. I mean, he I he was phenomenal. Basically, everything that was in the book. His charisma. He, you know, he's so charismatic and truly believes in what he's talking that's about. That's what I love. It, you know, and and stands behind it. And then for us to say, okay, and see those things in him and then apply them and can tell you that they actually work. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like this make a hundred thousand dollars in a week, right? You know, working from home kind of kind of um, deal. It really, it really does work. Yeah, in getting out of debt. I, I love one of the things he said during the the live session is he said there and he says, "How hard do you think it is to come up with a thousand dollars?" And 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 people, you might eat this like, "Wow, that, that, well, take me a while." Mm-hmm. But the thing is, he says, "Listen." What about this? Let's just say your kid is sick. However, you have, and I'm totally messing up the the analogy, but this will at least give people the understanding of what the purpose of this exercise was. Let's just say your kid is is extremely ill, needs a surgeon, uh, a specialty surgeon that's not in your area, but there is somebody, let's just say, on the other, you know, on the West Coast in California, uh, and it's going to cost, you know, it's going to cost a thousand dollars round trip. Uh, for that, everything else is going to be covered by your health insurance. Let's just assume you have some, but you're going to need a thousand dollars cash right away, and you don't have any other mm-hmm. way to get it. Do you think that within ten or fifteen days you can find a way to sell enough things to make it to get a thousand dollars? Absolutely. And if that's the situation, he says that's the kind of intensity you're going to need to attack this debt issue with. You know, d- does that mean go out and get a second job? Does that mean delivering pizzas? Does it mean doing this? What a- he says, the thing is, is nothing I say is going to matter to you until you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. Mm-hmm. And and by that point, we were sick and tired of being sick and tired. So the rest we tell in episode number 56 right. of My Crazy Life. But we were not yet debt free. We, we were not yet debt free. Now, here's the deal. We had given up the use of credit cards before we moved into this house. Pretty much. We moved into this house still using credit. Did we? We have blinds. Oh, that's right. We needed trash cans. You're right. We needed a doormat. Well, we needed, it was but whenever we yes. saw, whenever we went and saw him was when we dis, when we stopped. We had been here a couple years. It had it can't be yeah, a couple years because seriously. it's been three years since we've used well, credit then cards. We've been, and we've been in this house for five. Okay. Okay. So we had been here for, for a little while. Okay. So, but, but when we had heard, when we actually went down, we came back with this gazelle um, intensity, which he talks about. Yes. And we decided no more credit cards ever. We cut them all up and stuff like that with the ex- exemption of, of one or two mistakes along the way, a little bump here and there. Uh, Mary Kay. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about Mary Kay. I know you're not talking about me. So um, that there's there's this. I, yeah. I, I think Mary Kay is a great company. I think it's a it's a wonderful opportunity. And, I love the product, and and it's got great products. And our great friend Amy Wright is uh, a wonderful mm-hmm. representative for Mary Kay. And and so I don't want to say anything about bad about Mary Kay. Although I do have the CD. The next step CD, yeah, which is bad. It's it is horrible. It's got this awful message, which it absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, ingrains you and and motivates you to go out and get a credit card with a five thousand dollar limit, so you can buy the five thousand dollar inventory package. I mean, it is clear. It the the message is not hidden. It is deliberate, and it is bad. 
So anyway. So then we move into this house and that was our one our hiccup. Working yes, that was a big it was more than a hiccup. Um it was a speed hump. It was a big huge hump. <laughs> you know, it wasn't a little bump, it was a it speed was hump. A speed hump. Um so so then, you know, we've already shared we moved into this house, we went and saw Dave Ramsey and we decide to, you know, cut up the credit cards. Which we did. We cut up ours and then we got a new one for the Mary Kay, which was not a decision that we made lightly. And um, it's not a decision that I made on my own. Right. So. Right. Just. But it is a decision we both regret. Absolutely. One hundred percent. And so. um, So I had said that, you know, one of the reasons that we. That we decided to look for a new house. Was. Because we had two kids and we had outgrown right. the other house. Mm-hmm. So we move in here. We decide to get debt free. I'm doing the Mary Kay thing to make some extra money. Although now my extra money is just paying for the, the debt. Mm-hmm. On the business. On the business. And um, and then here's, here's, what, here's what I love about my faith. God has a great sense of humor. Mm, you think? Because he looked down on these poor pitiful people <laughs> and laughed and gave us another baby. And um, so now, even though, you know, Mary Kay was paying for its own debt, still not making me any money, but uh, but paying for its own debt. Now I find myself pregnant mm-hmm. and high risk pregnancy, which means the doctor's saying, look, you're pushing it, just being able to take care of the two kids you have. So you can't do anything else. Right. That, you know, and um, so I had to give up the Mary Kay. Now it's not even paying for its own debt. We are taking on that extra cost yeah and it's forbidden that you sell your stuff on ebay and all this other stuff and and so it's just sitting here and um now at the end of that nine months we have all of this mary Kay that we can't do anything with and um we finally we finally did ship it all back because we did ship it all back and they lost one box, which they never credited us for. No, they didn't so credit us for that. There's the a bunch box. of little issues yeah. here. We we have we have some. Actually, not so the fun. box finally arrived, but it arrived after the cutoff date, and yeah, so they went. They went past. Mm-hmm. So ended up, you know, that, that was that cost us about twenty seven hundred dollars. Yeah. And so, um, but the thing is, is that we you're right. So the, this baby comes along, uh, and McKenna, by the way, McKenna, <laughs> this yes. baby, uh, you with the head. <laughs> That's a reference. <laughs> destroyed, actually, she she was the smallest of all of our uh-huh. babies. With it, exactly. <laughs> we just made a reference to the Desperate Housewives. Actually, Megan with the head. <laughs> she ruined me from the beginning. Okay. <laughs> All right. So moving along. Uh, basically, uh, we we basically had some ups and downs in this, but we really got to the point where we were really great at living on this thing called a, what's the thing called again? <gasps> a budget? <gasps> a budget. <gasps> a budget. A budget. And it was weird as heck to to try to figure this out. Where, and yeah. we got to the point where it's like, listen, we want to take, and, and it took us until we had a tax return, which by the way, tax return season is coming up very quickly. Great way to. I encourage yeah. you to start listening to the Dave Ramsey podcast at DaveRamsey.com. They, he podcasts an hour free each day. If Dave Ramsey's coming to speak in your town, I encourage you to go and see him. You will thank me. I guarantee you. And the reason I know that is because there are at least. 30 to 40 people who have called us or emailed us and said, I am debt free. I am now debt free because on January 8th, 2007, you did a podcast talking about Dave Ramsey and now I'm debt free. And that is the most awesome thing for us to hear. So anyway, 
we got serious about this thing. We started living on this thing called a budget where we never spent more money than what came in ever again. And that's never happened to us. We have not done it since then, with the exception of that Mary Kay credit card, which we we completely immediately started to to pay off to tackle Mm -hmm. that. And what were you going to say? There were times what? I was going to say that there there were times when we fed. Of course, I was nursing McKenna, but there were times when we fed um, this family of five on less than three hundred dollars a month. Right, that is right. And so we were we were paying somewhere close to six hundred dollars per month towards debt. And there's this thing called a debt snowball, which is where you pay the lowest balance card the vote, first. Right. And so we had one card that was fifteen hundred dollars. We were paying six hundred dollars a month towards debt. Uh, well, actually, actually, we, we started with your student loan. We paid the minimum payments. Right? On, yes, we did. You're right. We paid the minimum payments on everything, and with everything left because over, because here we are, you know. 11 years into our marriage, still paying on this stupid student loan. Right. And so uh, we, we, we paid off. We were actually able to pay off the student loan within just two we- or two months. Yes, we were. And then um, after that, we started attacking the smallest credit card. And when we took all the money that we were paying towards the student loan and tacked that on to the minimum payment of the credit card, right. that knocked it out real quick. By the time we got around to January of 2007, we still, I don't want, I, I would have to go back and look, but I'd have to say we were still right around 20 some odd thousand dollars in debt. I, I would guess that that is right. Maybe 30. I, but somewhere between I think it was 20 25. And okay. I think, I, I, honestly, I think it was 25. Right. And so here, here's what we did. We, we had um, gotten to the point uh, after that, that we had been living on a budget for at least a year, if not two years by Cliff the time. Cliff was working himself like a dog. I, oh, that's right. I was over time and selling I was, I was, life insurance like mad. Yeah. In um, fact, I was ranked the top 50 insurance agents in the United States yeah. with Grange Mutual Life Insurance Company uh, out of 14,000 agents. Just working himself. Selling term mad. life insurance, by the way. Not that expensive stuff. Yeah. That's not good for you, which is another episode of my <laughs> that's, crazy that's life. That's a whole nother episode. That's so right. anyway, um, but anyway, I, I was selling tons of stuff. And so we were paying off debt really fast, but we were still just struggling to make ends meet uh, because of, you know, the fact that we're always paying on this debt. And uh, we did something that I, I don't know if Dave Ramsey would be against or not. But what we decided to do is I went into my pension account uh, probably about seven or eight months after we recorded Living Debt Free. Well, some things that had happened along the way. Tell um, us. Yeah, what happened? Because I don't remember. We got, you got um, called into the office and pr- pretty much said no more overtime. Oh yeah, no more I overtime. Do remember that meant that we were sinking, and we were now sinking fast. Yes, and um, so with much consideration and much prayer, and I mean, we really put we really put a lot into into that decision. It wasn't made rash. It, it took. It was over like six months that we had actually thought talked about. about it and thought about it and considered all of the possibilities and. And anything that that could go wrong, and um, we really took a long time making that decision, but we did make it and um, withdrew from your pension and paid off our debt. Yeah. So, and and of course that cost us, you know, it it, more than us. the money. I mean, I, I can't remember what it was. It might have been like twenty thousand dollars at that point is how much we had to pay off, and I think I had to borrow thirty thousand 
or not borrow, but withdraw $30,000 from our pension, uh, from my pension. And we so had that, accumulated some, some, um, Matthew had to have his tonsils out. Megan had dental surgery. We had accumulated some medical bills over those last couple of years also that, you know, now with the credit cards and the medical bills, we're just, we're drowning. We were drowning. Uh, but the thing is, is that um, we we would have never done this had we not been off of the credit cards mm-hmm. for, I know it was at least two years. Oh, yeah. There, there is no oh, question yeah. that no, we had, had been... never used a credit card in two years. And we had convinced ourselves that that's never, a personal credit card in our name, never going to be not an issue. So um, anyway, we took out that money. There was a 10% penalty. Plus, at that point, I was at a 32% or 30, you know, 30% tax bracket. Mm-hmm. So 30% of the money taken out, I had to pay in income taxes. 10% of the money I took out, I had to pay in a pre-pay or pre-withdrawal uh, penalty. Mm-hmm. And I, so anyway, I had, so I took out enough money to pay off all of those cards and also pay off the amount of income tax and the penalty. Mm-hmm. So we did that. And that was, gosh, about a year and a half ago, two years ago. That was in, that would have been in February of 07. So it was February of 07? That can't be right. Yes, it can. Because we recorded that episode. So it was just about a month after? I'd, I'd say so. so I, it, my, was in, it was in February or March of 07 because we made the decision to go into podcasting full time in October of 07. And there's no way that we could have done that had we still been in debt. Right. Okay. Well, the thing is, is that we, 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 I, my, my dating and timing. It was February or March. Stephanie knows this stuff much better. Okay. You want me to go back and find the check that I wrote? No, I remember. Well, I I trust you that you, that you remember. So anyway, we did this and, uh, it was like the, the weirdest feeling in the world, uh, that we had no debt except for our mortgage at that point in time. Mm -hmm. Now I will tell you that we, we did something that we would, that we've made we're still not the perfect people when it comes to finances and so um the the one thing is we lived that entire year still learning we lived that entire year in 2007 debt-free except for our house uh and still very tight but still very tight and then um and i was making about anywhere between well if you actually include all the money going into my pension i was making about 80 to 85 thousand dollars a year is how much money I was making. And so but you weren't bringing home, <laughs> but I wasn't bringing home that, you know, 25% of my income went towards pension and, um, then health insurance benefits were taken out on the top. And so I, but needless to say, I was making a good deal of money, but right. things were still tight because, you know, we've got a, we've got a higher mortgage payment than what most people have. I think we paid just over a thousand dollars a month mm-hmm. for our mortgage, um, and stuff. So th- things would still be tight here. Uh, and of course, the only thing is, is we decided to go into this business, this full time. And that was a huge decision for us. And yes. one that we do not regret whatsoever. No, absolutely not. It was, but it was a big decision. It was a big leap of faith too. Yes. And, and I don't regret any part of it. So here's the situation that we find ourselves in. What are you laughing at? <laughs> Nothing. What'd you say? I don't regret any part of it. Why are you, why do you say it Keep like that? Keep talking. What? No, tell Just me. Just keep talking. Why? All right. Okay. So the one thing that we did do that I, I wasn't totally comfortable with was um, we bought a car. Mm-hmm. All right. That, that Cliff was going to need for traveling. Right. Which turns out I don't do very much traveling at all. Nope. 
the, the I did take out a loan on this car. Mm-hmm. We I think we took out a fourteen thousand dollar loan, which is completely Dave Ramsey would slap me upside the face, and and I I would and dis- sometimes I want to, exactly. but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we made that decision together. Uh, yeah. And the only good news is that yeah. the the actual cash value of this car, and this isn't like um, this isn't like car lot value, but the actual um, standard right sale value is, is seven thousand dollars higher than what we paid for it. Uh, yes, seven thousand. Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> so anyway, it, it it's basically we bought the car from my mom and dad, and they gave it to us at a steal. Seriously. And so if worse comes to worse, at least this is the first car we've ever bought or purchased that we're not upside down in. Right. And uh, if if worse comes to worse, we sell the car, we pay off the loan, and we have money left over. Right. And so that's that's good. But here we are in this last year of our marriage. And I will tell you, it reminds me. You make it sound like it's the last year of our marriage. (laughs) This past year of our marriage. (laughs) In 2008, in the year 2008. In this last year of our marriage. (laughs) That was funny. I I did not mean to say that. So, in this. I don't know, it might be. Keep talking. (laughs) In this, yes. In this most recent year, um, this has been the most difficult year for us financially that we've ever experienced in our life. It's hard. Um, I make. And and I've I've alluded to this a couple times in the My Crazy Life podcast, but um, I make much less money now than I ever have before, including the years. Incl- that would insinuate that you make money, babe. Yeah, no, I make money. I make I'm money. just kidding. I know the business but makes money. The business makes plenty of money to cover itself, but it's paid me four months out of this year. Four months, or will have paid me four months out of this year. Uh, out of eleven, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, out of 12. Right on. Out of 12. So far, 11. 12, yeah. It's not finished yet. Well, this will be well, the fourth. Well, that's right. This is this will yeah, be the fourth month. It's the fourth month. So the thing is, is that, um, you know, we have been, we have, uh, I guess what we're kind, kind of trying to say here is that. I don't that, know what we're trying to say here. I, well, I don't either, but okay. we're just moving along. All right. No, seriously, though, what we're saying is we have lived this year. We started this business with absolutely nothing in our pockets. Nope. Nothing. And we did not borrow any money to start this business. No, we did not. We left a career where I was guaranteed a solid income. Yes, we did. And we... And misery. What? (laughs) You were guaranteed a solid income and misery. Yes, and misery. You know, and and there's a whole lot that goes into that whole story as well. It it wasn't just leaving that career. It was leaving the family business and all the ties and... and The stress. Stress of working with family. You were sick a lot and... Yeah, it was... I mean, it was not just... Yeah. Yeah, there's a a whole lot more to it. And those listening to us for a long time know. And there's 338 episodes of My Crazy Life. You could listen to the whole story. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But anyway, um, the the deal is, is that what I'd like to say is that we started this business this year and had no clients lined up except for CorvetteChief.com. We had no way, we, we had originally intended to continue to do co- podcasting kind of as this hobby thing at where, and, and my new business would be mostly consulting work. Right. And, 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 I, and of course I had this whole different idea of the realm that I was going to do consulting and how I was going to earn a living and stuff. 
and slowly things kind of just fell into place. Uh, but the thing is, is January came around. It's like, how do we, how are we going to pay the bills in January? Well, we had the money still left over from December because the way we had done our budgeting is we get all we of had our, always been a month ahead. Exactly. So everything we had in or earned, all the income coming in during the month of November, when December 1st came around, we started paying all the December's bills and that's what we budgeted from. Mm-hmm. And so all the money we bought, had in. And we were able to do that with an income tax return, just so, um, which we had done. Yes. Years, years ahead. Oh, that's right. We forgot we to took, say. We this took is, an income tax return. Which I th- I'm pretty sure we talked about that on, I think so. on episode 56 of My Crazy Life. Um, but we took our income tax return and took that to get ahead one month on all of our bills. So then we had in our checking account enough money to cover the bills for, we paid those bills and the next, and then we had money for the next month's bills. And so then saved the income from his job and and got one month ahead. Right. If that makes any sense. I don't know. I think so. And so basically because of this, you know, when it came time to pay the bills in January, we were able to do so. And and as far as living off of things personally, uh, we were able to do so because of the income I made in December in my career. And then of course, uh, February came around. We were able, we had to wait a little while, but we were able to pay uh, all the bills in February uh, as a result of our income tax return. Which was no, that was in February. No. Um, oh, February. January was January was your last income from the insurance agency. Okay. And February was our Christmas money from December. Oh, that's right. That we set aside. And 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 a few things like that had come in. Oh, we that, sold like, the car. Rebates and and we our, sold my old and car. We sold your old car, and so different things like that. That's um, right. And I then remember March. March was the was income. The income tax. Exactly. And then I think you paid us for April, April, May, May and, and June. June. So April, May and June, this business actually paid us, I think, $2,500 a month. So uh, for those three Gross. months. Gross. We, yeah. So anyway, we, we got through. And, and what, what I'm trying to say is that we were completely committed to living this thing out debt free. Yeah. And, and so we've, we, it was just every month, my heart was just like, oh, what, how are we going to do this? And every month, God seemed to provide a way for us to, to do this. Then we came to July and it's like, what are we going to do? And <laughs> we had a major, yeah. we had a major financial a major hiccup situation with um, yeah, I would call that a hiccup yeah exactly yeah. that we and, and we won't go there talkshoe.com uh, but <laughs> unpaid invoice still sitting here but uh anyway the, the, the thing is is that um <laughs> that we, we had something that we had relied on a couple thousand dollars a month income completely that gone just disappeared it right. disappeared with no promise nothing anything but anyway um we we had to recover from that somehow the the options became you know do we go out and get credit cards and live on for a little while until this picks up it wasn't an option do we go out and get a business loan which to me is an option to dave ramsey is not an option Mm -hmm. uh but it was an option that i looked at and i thought about you know the the stress of paying it out paying it back now the there was a third option for us. Uh, well, actually, there was another option: go out and and get some a part, get a full time right. job, and to 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 make ends meet. And so that that was an option. Of course, then I couldn't focus on the business and stuff. And then um, th- this other option laying out there was to say, okay, maybe 
borrowing enough money. All we need personally, the business was paying for itself. All right. its, its own expenses, you know, 2000 or so dollars uh, paid for each month. But we needed about $2,000 a month income. For our so, personal. So we could pay our personal stuff and live off of. <laughs> That's tight. So we decided, <laughs> you know, what can we do? And right. basically the, op- the option that was there was to go out and take another withdrawal from my pension account, which my pension account is still... There's there's still plenty in there, but mm-hmm. but the thing is is that when you take from this thing, it's not fun. The good thing is is the tax bracket that I'm in now is actually it's way lower than <laughs> it's the one way you lower than thirty percent. So <laughs> so we're totally cool there. But I still had to pay the the ten percent penalty. So we actually ended up borrowing or taking out ten thousand dollars plus right. two thousand to pay for, and then we paid ourselves two thousand. Well, we didn't pay. We you know lived off of um, two thousand dollars for. The months of July, August, September, October, October, and November, and November, and right. we, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Okay. I think I think we actually had I July covered. August, yeah, July was, was covered. It was August, September, October, November. Supposed to be December, but we had you know to get new brakes on the car and yeah, some things know, come up. Some things come up. But the thing is, is that we, this was something that was available to us and we, we did that and we've been, we've been make the ends have been met every single month and it's just been a huge blessing to see how things are going this month. The, the business in December of 2008 actually it was, has been really awesome. We had some things come in and basically, uh, I brought on two new clients within the last mm-hmm. two weeks, which has been awesome. So consulting work is coming in. Equipment sales have been up. I think at the if I what did I say twenty eight thousand dollars worth of equipment has been sold uh, this year alone. Mm-hmm. So um, of course a lot. That's how much gross has been sold. Of have to pay my supplier a majority of that. But we've made some a couple thousand dollars here and there uh, over the year. So this business has been really awesome. When it all when it's all said and done, though, this business this year has cost us money to right. operate. Right. And uh, so going from making what I used to make as an insurance agent to actually having to pay myself to 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 continue this on. The question then becomes, it's like, what do we do financially? Right. You know, it, it's like the, we don't. Well, obviously, at this point, there's still money in my pension account, although we lost about 35, 40 percent. Uh, as a result of the financial economy crisis right. and stuff. And and so, you know, that 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 option of taking money out is still it's, there, but it's it's, it's not something no that's longer, it's yeah. not a viable option right. anymore. Right. It does it doesn't make any sense to take out money. And so, so what do money, we do? So that what do we do? Let and me tell you what we do. What what do we do? Stephanie goes and gets a job. And that is not something. Get a job, woman. Get a job. <laughs> um, which I was going to say is um, my what when I was laughing before. This is my only part that I don't love. You know, this is this is the one part that I may regret in the future. But um, you know, I, I will never regret the decision to to go into this full time. Um, I'm just not happy with the way that it's steering right now. But, um, which I talk a lot about in Unplugged. So if I say it again, I just feel like 
you know. Well, they're fine. Uh, not I'm everybody. I'm sure we'll talk about it on Friday. That's like this is going to be the the new topic of of conversation. But um, so yesterday, Cliff and I were looking at our budget for January because December is covered. We we've you know figured all that out, and so we were looking at our budget for January and just wondering, you know, how is it going to work? How are we really going to make this work? And um, well, we need to get some kind of supplemental income. And so Cliff was going to go get a job. Well, that just doesn't really make sense for Cliff to go get a job because that takes away from his focus on growing this business. He needs, he already works like 80 to 90 hours a week. I mean, it's, it's absurd. And for him to go and get a job, he's either going to have to want number one, give up all sleep whatsoever. I mean, just never rest or number two, give up some of the content and, and the community that, that we have built over the last year, you know, well, three years, but more so over the last year. Mm -hmm. And, um, I told him when we went into this, that we were in this together and that if I had to get a job, I would. And the time has come that I have to get a job. And so that's what I'm going to do. So this, this has been like the hardest decision. But one that came rather quickly. It, I mean, it was a decision that I, we didn't talk about it a lot. I just said I was going to go do it and I'm going to go do it. You know, it's right. not like, it, it's not like the other decisions that we've made in the past where we've had, you know, all these months to mull over it. I mean, this just, it has to be done and somebody has to do it. And so I'm going to go do it. But, um, and I talk a lot about in my podcast about how it, it might all play out and, you know, we don't right. need to talk about that because we're talking about finances. But um, but I, I said last night, because we sat down and we told the kids that mom was going to get a job. And um, Megan and Matt were both like, cool, okay, you know, whatever, big deal. Although I don't think they yet realize how it's going to affect their lives. But, you know, they'll catch on. And um, and I said, I said, well, the only way that mommy doesn't have to go get a job is if, like, plus membership skyrockets overnight. And we get, like, <laughs> I don't know, 500 plus members in a night and uh, Megan looks at me and she goes I don't see that happening yeah she was like <laughs> oh my thanks for the vote of confidence there Megan what <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean just the honesty from a nine-year-old yeah right. I don't see that happening so um and honestly neither neither do I yeah but, it, it, you know the thing is anything's possible uh-huh. I do believe that anything's possible getting now the thing is is that 300 over the next 30 days or actually whatever now i it, it's not something that i'm planning on right see it's, it's something that i'm totally open to you know if god kind of does this kind of thing but uh but the thing is is we're 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 trusting and having faith in god continuing to pursue the path that he has called us to pursue mm-hmm. um now obviously my my inclination is i do not want stephanie to go out and get a job you know, Stephanie has been a stay-at-home mom ever since. Uh, you know, back I was pregnant with Matt. Exactly, and, eight years in February. Right, and and the blessings there. We've talked about the the benefits of being, her being a stay-at-home mom, 
and stuff. So, I mean, my first inclination is like, no, I'm the one responsible for this. I'm the one who quit his insurance job. I'm the one who needs to to go out and push you off. No, I pushed you over the ledge. We we were in it together. Well, maybe I tripped you and you fell. Well, here's the deal: is I still feel like I'm the one responsible for providing the income for this family. And, and you, so, you can feel that way if you want to sit over there and be all sexist and macho and, you know, manly. That's fine. Go get a job and never <laughs> sleep again. I, I'm OK with that. Really, I am. But so, we're in this together. This is this is a partnership. This is about give and take. Right. And um, we knew that when we started this business, we were going to have to sacrifice some things. And, you know, our first sacrifice was eating out as a family. You know, we don't really do that anymore. Our second sacrifice, you know, ended up being you know, good home cooked meals every night. And some of them had to come from a box, you know, and now our sacrifice is that I have to get a job. Right. It's fine. But it's, it, I will tell you that. And of course, a lot of it is my pride, uh-huh. you know, what's going to happen. And, and, and what's really weird is, is just thinking, you know, what are, what are people going to think if all of a sudden it's like, here's Cliff, you know, playing around, having conversations with people in the forum <laughs> while told- his wife is out slaving, get, <laughs> earning a living. Seriously. I told him yesterday, I said, um, because we were talking about it obviously. And, um, I, I have a much better piece about it today than I did yesterday. Yesterday, my whole body was in just a panic and, and, about the unknown. I, I hate the unknown. The I'm unknown not really sucks. good at the unknown. And uh, so anyway, I, I I jokingly told him, now we're going to have to put some kind of camera in there so I can see what you're doing and know that you're working. Because <laughs> I'm not going to be out busting my butt off while you're playing. I'm going to have, I, 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 it's not that Stephanie would ask me for this, but I think what I'm going to do and, and doing it more for my own accountability is I'm going to start making a list. And I've done this before. And checking it twice. <laughs> and checking it twice. But I'm going to make a list. It's like, okay, here are the things that I did and why I did them. Okay. And and just making sure that I'm always staying productive and, and making sure. And, and the thing and is. Here, go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish. But the thing is, I'm going to have to start finding. <laughs> what's wrong? I'm sorry. Professor Allen says, remember, Stephanie, watching Doctor Who counts as work. <laughs> See, this that's funny. The, seriously. No, it is. It's kind of funny. But at the same time, it's something when, I struggle with. Right. No, I, I know. Yeah, that wouldn't be work because I'm included in that work. This is so. true. But but the thing is, is that because it it, it does uh-huh. feel weird. I know. To think that and this whole goes back to the whole 48 days to the work you love kind of thing. You know, where you, you ultimately do something you love so much till ultimately one day somebody wants to pay you for it. Uh-huh. And 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 that that's that's how entrepreneurial success comes right. about. And, and and so that's anyway, the, it, it does feel weird. It, it's going to feel weird to sit there and and preview a TV show and and, and and consider this work when somebody else is out there doing the punching the time clock thing. Mm-hmm. And that somebody else is my wife. And here I'm not doing that. And I'm pursuing the work. Do you want me to build you a time clock over there that you can punch? (laughs) I think maybe. Who knows? But but the thing is, is here's the deal is one of the things that I'm going to have to do until, you know, plus member gets up is I'm going to have to find a a striking of a better balance of the amount of time focused on this content that we produce and spending more time on the things that do produce some additional income, such as this consulting work. You know, for for folks who don't know this, I do charge ninety five dollars an hour 
for consulting work about how to set up your podcast, how to get your podcast working and working with you one-on-one and stuff like that. We need to wrap up because we got to go get kind of, we pick her up at one, right? Yeah. Okay. So we'll, yeah. we'll start wrapping here. But anyway, um, and, and the thing is last night I, I, I had two hours with one client and another hour with another client. So that's almost 300 bucks that I made last night alone. Okay. Right. So, so the thing, and, and let me tell you, I'm not just saying this. So you just need like 47 more hours of that this month. Exactly. And I won't have to get a job until February. There you go. <laughs> so, or yeah. So here's the, here's the deal is that when I, when I come to think in what I was going to say though, is that these two clients that paid me $95 an hour last night, they both were just like, oh my gosh, this is why it's worth paying you $95 an hour. So these people love what it's like. How do I get, how do I go and tell other people that I'm so worth $95 an hour? Right. Just let me help you. And, and so any, both of them are just like, listen, you don't have to worry about it. Word's going to get out and I'm going to be one of those people telling other people. Right. And, and so all of my clients have said those kind of things. And, and that's how I am getting new business. So when it came down to this idea is like, okay, I want to be the guy who goes out and get the job. The thing is, is if I go out and get a job, what am I going to work? 30 hours a week. You know, um, even if I went out and worked 40 hours a week, if I, unless I go back to, to insurance, which is not an option, I'm not going to do that. Uh, Insurance was never who I was supposed to be. I, I don't regret the time that I spent in it. I learned so many things and had so many experiences. I never want to take back. So I, I would, it was where I was supposed to be at the time, but I just know that it's not in my future, at least not working with family and, and stuff like that. And I ha- really have no desire to work in insurance. I have a desire to work with people and educating and training and consulting and, and, and building community and doing ministry. This is w- in, in inspiring people. This is what I've been called to do with life. So I know this is where it's at, but the idea is if I go out and get a job, the most I'm going to make somewhere, you know, where I'm not required to put in, you know, it's kind of like you can't serve two masters kind of mm-hmm. thing. I'd have to go out and get a job that doesn't require a lot of thought and attention and stuff like that. So I'm not going to be able to get a job that requires me to come home at night and really apply myself to studying books and learning more about that to make me better at that job. I can't do that kind of job. So I have to do a job that's kind of mindless and boring that would allow me to think about this business while I'm still able to 100% perform to the requirements of that career, such as, right. you know, driving a shuttle bus at, at, at the airport parking or something or right. delivering pizzas while I'm listening to podcasts, you know, those kind of things or creating podcasts or yeah, or creating podcasts while delivering pizzas, which, you know, if that has to happen in on top of all of this, I I'm I'm committed and we're committed to doing whatever is necessary. The question is, is this timing thing and the kids and working all that stuff out. But um, the, what I what it all came down to is that, you know, if I go out and get one of those jobs, the most I'm going to make in a single week take home is 300 bucks. Mm-hmm. You see, that that's the issue. That's the that's where I'm at with this. And if I the average equipment order, you know, if somebody buys an, an equipment package from me, a decent size package such as a mixer, uh, a, a good microphone and and all these accessories that go with it. And all of that stuff, it usually ends up being about $100 profit. So if I make either three equipment sales or have three hours worth of consulting with a, with any client, I've made more than what I'd make at a part-time job. Mm-hmm. So it just makes sense 
that instead of going out and getting a part-time job, why don't I spend more time each week? You know, let's say I'm going to devote 20 hours a week to a part-time job. Why not say, okay, let's be serious about setting aside 20 hours to not produce content, to not interact on Twitter and forums and researching and stuff like that. But let's say 20 hours a week, I devote myself to nothing more than uh, promoting uh, the what's it called the the consulting work and you know going out and finding a way to make more equipment sales right and if i was to do that then that's my part-time job right you know only i'm working for myself making a whole lot more money and stuff and but you know the thing is is there it doesn't help that you know there's this whole winter whole situation thing that just completely blows when it comes to uh, just keeping the right attitude and perspective all the time when you're under so much financial stress. Mm-hmm. So with all of that, welcome to family from the heart. <laughs> you're funny. So anyway, do you want to, do you have anything else you want to just say to wrap to kind of like bring this full circle in any way? Um, we're in this together. Yeah. And we're both doing what we have to do. Right. And I think this would be the perfect that time. Is what's best for our family, right? So it, we'll, I, I think next week we'll we'll probably uh, spend some time talking about the details of how things work out and and how to make it. I mean, the, right. fo- follow us on the journey of of us trying to do fa- our family from the heart. You know, and you know what the hardest part has been is not. I mean, we're we're so focused on this, um, you know, budgeting month to month. But seriously, we're going to go back to living paycheck to paycheck. I don't think we will. As far, not overall. Okay. Not with our bills, but with our our gas and our groceries, and those are the things that your your that paycheck, my would, paycheck, will be paying for. That right. those are the things that you know I'll pick it up, cash it, and go grocery shopping <laughs> because. Right. That's, we, oh, remember that it was in Desperate Housewives. Remember when Gabby comes yeah. home? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Went to the grocery, yeah. <laughs> but um, she took his tip, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I I think the hardest thing is changing. Only my he earned that tip, and not she. But anyway, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> it's just my own little pride thing happening. All right. Here. Yes. Yeah. He did. Yeah. Um. But he's blind. He can't stay home and watch the kids all day. <laughs> 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 anyway, um, Who, th- this is what. This is what our marriage is about. And, you know, right. Deal with your pride any way that you need to because, um, I, I don't, I don't, I'm a very strong woman and I'm able to handle a lot. I know. And I can handle getting a job. Mm-hmm. I was raised to be able to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. And it was a great deal of struggle for me to learn or not, not so much to, to learn to let you take care of me and our family. That that was a great deal of struggle for me. And so it's kind of nice to be needed. Okay. In in a financial way. Well, I, I, it, I can tell you it's totally a, a, a struggle of pride for me. And mostly when it comes to if I ever think about, you know, what your your parents might think or my parents might think. Because I've always been taught, you know, to, to provide for... You know, and 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 if, and and the thing is, is I don't care what my parents I think. I know you don't. They both work. 
I don't care what your parents think. They both worked well, here's and the, did while their children were small. I understand that. And so they, but what I'm concerned about, and, and again, it's, it's yeah. my own pride thing. Okay. okay? And well, I, I'm I admit speaking this. reason to you. That's I, all. I admit this. It's okay. my own pride thing. And then we'll wrap up. But the thing is, is they will see you going out and working as work. And you sitting and here is doing as playing, but it doesn't matter. I thank you, Allison, for saying it. Cause I was going to say it also. I know. Um, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. It matters what we think. And it matters what we think is best for this family. Right. And yes, you are more than willing to go out and get a job. I am the one who stepped up and said, no, I will do it. Right. Right. Because I get free time away from Kenna. But that's for a whole nother podcast. Right. Well, let, let's just wrap this up right here. And Listen. we we want to say when now this is what episode what of uh, 36 it, or what, do you know what this um, is? Is no, this 36? I, I, I have no idea. All right. So hold on. I'm going to tell you because this is important. Um, this is episode 36 of Family from the Heart. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, Mardell came on uh, what? Episode, episode three. three. So uh, we have been saying for approximately 33 or so episodes that we want to thank Mardell.com Absolutely. for making this podcast possible. And if there's nothing else... There. What's that, Stephanie? Okay, hold on. There was a... Okay, Filtering Amy put a um, chat in the chat room. says, I ordered my sister's Christmas present from Mardell.com. Save 10% by using by using code GSPN. Um, Mardell has more than books. Yes, they do. So we want you to go to Mardell.com. And who said that? Filtering Amy. Okay. So basically, uh, Mardell.com, M-A-R-D-E-L.com. But basically, we've been saying for 33 episodes episodes that that it's been a huge financial blessing to this family. So you've heard this episode, and now I want you to understand that the income coming in from Mardell is a very large percentage of the income that comes in from this business. Right. So please take that into consideration when you say thank you to Mardell.com for making this podcast and a lot, a lot of other things possible here for us. And the way that you say thank you to them is just remember them when you're looking for Christian books and more and more. And and you'll never know what else more unless you go to M A R D E L.com and check them out. And just remember when you shop with them, it's in the shopping cart. There's in the shopping cart. Just add one or two items there You'll see a little thing. It says promo code. Enter GSPN and you'll get 10% off and it lets them know that you say thank you. Anyway, um, I, I wish we had more time, but we have to run and go get our kids. So we're not even going to be able to stay and hang out and talk in the chat room. We've kind of let a lot out there. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we love you guys. Uh, we, If anything, I trust this community of listeners with... with um, with these matters, you know, I know that they love us and a majority, if not 99.999% of them will not judge us for what they think. But as Stephanie would say, who cares what they think? Absolutely. <laughs> That's why I love, we are such a compliment for one another. And I just want to say thank you to those of you in the chat room. You guys have been a blessing with your encouragement and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Mardell.com promo code GSPN books and more books and more. Bye.